Hi, listeners. Welcome to Moms and Margarita, a place where we laugh, cry, and talk the real of all things motherhood. To keep up with Moms and Margaritas on Instagram, follow us at Mom and Margaritas, and that is the no S after the mom, and follow us on SoundCloud. I am your host, Estefania, and our guest today is Cristina Amesquita. Did I say it right? Yeah! <laughs> awesome. Cristina Amesquita is a full-time entrepreneur and mom-to-be who loves to share her struggles and her journey with PCOS, weight loss, and overcoming toxic relationships on social media. She empowers women to self-love, confidence, and a keto lifestyle. Let's welcome Christina. How are you today? I'm super excited. Yeah, same here. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I gave a brief introduction. Yeah, so I've been in on my health and fitness journey for whew, since 2011. And, you know, you want to sprinkle in a couple toxic relationships. Let's add a bachelor's and a master's in there. <laughs> and then now I, you know, I'm a 28 weeks pregnant as the time of this, you know, this interview. And so now I'm experiencing motherhood. So this is a whole different chapter of my life. <laughs> and it's just like, it's crazy, you know, sharing my story all on social media, you know, anywhere from Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Clubhouse, like wherever I'm always telling my testimony, because I just want to be, you know, a shining light to someone's darkness. Yeah, and I am definitely a witness to that. I found you through Clubhouse, and I started following you on Clubhouse, and I found from Clubhouse to Instagram, and she's definitely all over the place, but press it, uh, promoting a lot of positivity. I do see that. You go and you say, I'm going through this pregnancy. It was a tough day, but I'm going to keep on trucking. And hey, I'm in keto, but I'm pregnant. If I want to have a cupcake or a cookie, I'm going to have a cupcake or a cookie. So you're not limiting yourself. You're still being open to what I mean, the struggles and your journey through it. So that's really awesome because a lot of people can relate to that because we end up feeling bad. Oh my gosh, I had a cookie. I'm going to gain five pounds, but it's pregnancy. You have to enjoy it, right? So I love that about you. Um, so I'm in your Instagram bio, you call yourself a PCOS warrior. Can you explain what a PCOS is? Yeah. So it's actually something common that is undiagnosed, but a lot of women suffer from it. I, the easiest way I tell people it's like a hormonal imbalance um, that a lot of us women suffer from, and we can get it as soon as we start from hitting puberty or even after pregnancy, it can be onset. You know, for me, some of the things, and I just want to, you know, disclose like it's no shoe, like no size fits all type, type shoe thing, right? Like just because you have some symptoms doesn't mean I'm going to have it. And I am no way a doctor, right? Um, but this is just what I share with, you know, when I first got my, you know, when I hit puberty at 15, I would say I got a period, then I went years without it. And I thought it was normal. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to complain. I don't want to be suffering like y'all, like I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And then when I was in freshman in college, I actually got my first, I guess, period in a sense. And I remember um, one of my friends from high school who went to college with me, I was like, hey, can you teach me how to put on my tampon? Because I've never had to use one. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> I was literally in college. college. Yeah. So luckily she was one of my, she's still one of my dearest friends. And she was like, yeah, no, like no problem. And then again, I went years without it being regular and it been very irregular. And so it's like, I never knew when I was going to have a period. I never knew if it was going to come. It could just show up one day and I'm like, 
oh, okay, we're doing this right now. And it wasn't until I started my keto lifestyle, started it in 18. And I realized, oh, wait, my body thrives on like limiting carbs because most of us who have polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS, they're insulin resistant. So they tend to hold a lot of their weight in their stomachs. They're tired all the time. They'll have facial hair. They have irregular periods. They have fertility issues. They have miscarriage issues. Um, there's a lot, there's like a laundry list of symptoms. I always have doctors tell me like, oh, it's because you're fat. That's why you don't have a period. And what? it was always a ones. Yeah. It was always like, if you just lost weight and I was like, I wish, right? Like I wish. And I was like, you guys swear, like I'm just eating cupcake. I look at a cupcake, gain the 20 pounds as like, I wish I wasn't eating the cupcake. Right. Also some women who have PCOS who are not even obese, they are, you know, pretty quote unquote healthy because you know, they're not in plus size clothing. Do you mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but also these are different. And it's just, you know, from when I was doing my research, 2018, I had my second toxic relationship. He was a narcissist. And so I uh, fell off my journey. And then once I decided to clean my life back and kick his butt to the curb in October of 18, I decided, okay, I'm going to slowly get back in. And it wasn't until January of 2019 is when I was like, enough's enough. Like I need to clean my life back. I'm depressed. I'm unhealthy. I'm not happy. I'm a big Disney fan. Okay. So like if I'm walking around Disney and I can't like, I'm losing my breath, we got problems. <laughs> yeah. Like when I used to be like, that wasn't an issue and now it's an issue. Uh, Christina, you need to reel it back. So, um, February of 2019, I was finally saw an OB who was, I don't know, for some reason, I guess I was willing to accept the information or it was how she like told me about it. And she listened versus like, oh, it's your weight, right? Yeah. She was like, you know what, honey? I think you may have PCOS. And I was like, well, they've done all the tests. They never see anything on my ovary. She's like, no. But she's like, but every single thing you're telling me, the fatigue, the struggling to lose weight. I'm telling you, I would work out twice as hard as anyone. My nutrition would be on point and I would lose nothing. I would gain weight. And I was like, what is going on? When I was doing my research, when she told me that, I literally typed in, PCOS. And I did all the research I could because you have to be your own advocate with your health and fitness journey. Right. And so one of the things I saw, and I, I typed in PCOS and weight loss, and guess what I saw keto and low carb. And I said, Oh, really? I said, so you're literally telling me now I have no other choice. I have to do a low carb ketogenic lifestyle because a ketogenic lifestyle is having your body use fat as fuel versus a standard American diet, AKA the sad diet, where it's like carbs and sugar, right? If you look at a food pyramid, they want you to eat a lot of carbs, but then like fats, they want you to be very little. It's very twisted and it's bringing our body back to a primitive state. And so for me, like when I did my research with PCOS and I was like, I have no other choice, right? Like when people are like, tell me, well, I don't need keto. I was like, I wish I had that option because if I'm not doing a ketogenic lifestyle, I'm gaining weight. Like my body's thrive on healthy fats and low carbs and proteins. Right. And so for me, it wasn't like I share in clubhouse too. I was like, it's not about keto and just being a fad, but keto has been around for so long that it's more for health benefits. If you look for epilepsy yeah. and you know, low blood pressure and all that. And so for me, I, by doing keto for in January of 2019 to about November, November, I got my first natural period. Like it came 
by itself. Like the doctors try to give me like med- like medicine to try to onset like birth it. control and things like yeah. that. But birth control for me with PCOS, it just made me super depressed and uh, like caused me to go crazy. And I was like, uh-uh, I want to do this nutritionally. I want to do like naturally and holistically. So then November, I got my first period and I was like, okay. And then December, and then I wouldn't get it a month. And I was like, okay, that's normal. Right. Then I would come more. And I was like, wow, it really like literally helps you regulate your body. And so that was one of the things that I liked about it. And then what I didn't know is that... <laughs> babies are you know can be born from being on a ketogenic lifestyle and that's what i always share is like i didn't know this i heard about it i was like nah yeah right but i mean why am i pregnant right obviously it takes two to tango but in a sense like from going to like i used to joke around with my family and saying like i'm on the birth control of jesus like if jesus wants me to have a baby he's gonna make a way that was like my birth control (laughs) i know it's like crazy right don't come for me y'all don't come for me but it was just my little book. And then to come to find out in November of 2020, something literally told me to take a test. And I was like, and I came out positive. I'm like, hold up. You never come out positive. Hold up. What? I was like, God, is this my time? <laughs> like, is this my time? I no, he took I- off the birth control. He took right? it off. I, was, I, was, I thought I was about to have a hot girl summer, God. Like, come on. Like, I'll be right. Like, I was like, literally, I, I was felt so good. And then I was like, okay. And then again, with PCOS, what is the first thing I do? I said, PCOS and pregnancy. Yeah. Obviously, you know, my fear was miscarriage and I didn't really want to share about it because I wanted to wait to 12 weeks because miscarriages are super, super high. My mom suffered from miscarriage. I'm a pack of three. So I'm the eldest of three. Before me, my mom miscarried, then she had me, then she miscarried, then had my my sister, then miscarried and had my brother. So you can see how miscarriages run. run. Yeah. So I was like, "Mm," I was super scared. You know, people tell me don't get too attached and it like that anxiety. But again, when I research, guess what else I found out? Babies are born in ketosis. And I said, interesting. And there's science and journals and the babies, as long as they stay on breast milk will be in ketosis. And it's not until the moment that they get into formula that they're kicked out of ketosis because formula is full of what carbs. And so I was like, that's interesting. And then also when I typed in like keto, low carb pregnancies, most of the symptoms that women go through, like nausea, weight gain, swelling, all that miscarriages can be lowered by following a ketogenic low carb lifestyle. And when I like, you know, for example, when I'm looking at, you know, Wick and stuff, all the food that they give you are high in carbs. Yes. High bread. And I'm oh like, my gosh. So much bread. And I was like, I can't like, no, 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 no. I, I really, I cannot live on that. And, but again, but when you go to doctors, they're like, if you, you tell me you're doing keto, they're like, no, obviously you're not educated enough to have a conversation with me because I'm a self-advocate. When I know, like, I've seen the research done in regards to keto and pregnancies, that need to eat healthy fats, a low carb, low sugar lifestyle. You're telling me that's unhealthy, but it's actually really healthy because I'm getting all the nutrition that I need for this baby. And so that was just something that I always stress to anyone is be your own advocate. Even with pregnancy, a lot of the stuff that I, I'm doing, go to advanced grain of salt that normal women would go because they're not advocate. And so I was just like, I'm all about the research. I'm like, I tell people, I leave with education. When people try keto's bad, I said, no, it's not. I, you know what, you know what is bad? Your unsolicited opinion. That's what's bad for one. They ask you, <laughs> right? 
But two, it's like, I would not do anything to harm my miracle child. Yeah. I was like, everything that I'm doing, I know it's safe. Um, and so that's just something that, you know, I tell what, you know, being a PCOS war is like so much struggle with PCOS. They don't have support. People don't understand them, why they have facial hair. They don't understand why they're tired all the time. Like I was like the queen of naps right before then. And then I was like, I, I didn't understand why I was struggling to lose the weight. And like I said, there's a laundry list, but now that PCOS, a lot of more, you know, people are becoming more advocated. And now we're like more into 2021, more research is being done, more things are being out there versus years ago fat. So that's why I just lose weight. And it's not about that. Like I lost 72 pounds in my first year with keto. And so that is something that, you know, helped. And I do, I did also do a health supplement called ketones, which puts you in ketosis. Um, mm-hmm. So that, for example, on the times that I do want to have that cookie, because the baby wants the cookie, you know, I'm not stressed out about being kicked out of ketosis. I just drink it and I'm back into ketosis. So mm-hmm. it's just something that has really helped me. Mindset. Uh-huh. mindset is, you know, when someone finds out they have PCOS, they think, oh my God, it's a death sentence. I'm never going to have kids. And it's not that it's like, to me, it's that is everything. Like I was okay with the fact that if children were never in my cards, I was okay, right? Of course, you have to I prepare want. yourself like that mentally for that. Yeah. Versus, you know, you know, and I also mentally prepared myself if I were to miscarriage before twelve weeks, and that's sad, right? But that's to be okay with. And again, I I told myself, you know, if this is what was in God's I'm going to be 29 this week. Right. So I was like, I literally thought that I was going to hit 30 and I was never going to have a kid. And God was like, surprise, shoddy. Like (laughs) (laughs) you sound like me. I mean, I didn't have PCOS, but I was like, man, by the age I'm 30 and I don't have a kid or I'm going to be a crazy cat lady. Cause that means it's not for me. Cause after 30, I'll be too old. And I was pregnant with him before I turned 30, like same year. It, It was crazy. What God has for you, it's meant for you to happen, honestly, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. You have had this journey since you were the age of 15, going on and off, and then all of a sudden, boom, this happens, and your miracle baby occurs. That time that you went to the doctor, and she she knocked down everything else that every other doctor said, how did you feel? How was that diagnosis feeling for you being like a stamp of approval? I think it was because I was hurt, right? And the way she approached it versus like a male was like, oh, you're just overweight. That's why you probably have ovaries, like um, tumors on your ovaries or not tumors, cysts, right? When she was like, you know, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I know you've been working out. And you've lost, you know, at that time, I think it was like 15, 10, 15 pounds. And she's like, you being tired all the time to the point like where I'm sleeping 10 hours a day and then being up for a couple and then having to take a nap, like that's not healthy. And she said, you have, you know, you said like you look at carbs and you've gained weight, you know, that's like kind of a sign of insulin resistance. So was, I think it was her approach and me willing to like figure out what was wrong versus like someone telling me, oh, it's because you're fat, like already dismissing. Yeah. I'm like, you're not listening. But I think it was like at that point in time, her listening to me and feeling heard. And it was coming with like, you know, empathy versus saying, yeah, we're not doing anything right. When I was like, I work out twice a day. Okay. I count my calories. I be this was like kind of when I was first starting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know what is going on. 
right? And it was just having that conversation. I'm like, okay. And then the first thing I did was, okay, I have PCOS. Cool. Now I know. What now I know. Is. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now I know like why I don't have periods. Now I know why I'm tired all the time. And the, like I said, the first thing I did was when I got home, I said, it's not a death sentence. There's research. We have, we can, I can do a plan. And you know, it's funny when I lost my first 50 pounds and I saw her, she's like, you look so good. She's like, what are you doing? I told her, I was like, I'm just doing keto. You know, I research and you know, doing what you're saying. She's like, keep doing it. She's like, you are doing amazing. Right. And so it was just like that excitement. Right. Yeah. I don't have that OB anymore. Cause I live in Southern California. Now I live in Las Vegas, but you know, I'm sure if I were to go see her now, she would probably be like, what? Like your yeah. <laughs> you gotta find her. You gotta Google her and call her. <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember me, but that was, that was that crazy keto. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when you have that, that support of, of a doctor, cause you usually don't get it. Like you said, like you go to the doctor and they'll be like, no, that's not it. Oh uh, yeah. We got to do a whole other test in order to find that out. They are so quick to brush you yeah. off for certain things. Like for example, me, I was diagnosed with diabetes not like a couple months ago i have tried everything in the book i can't have salt i can't have like certain things and they're just like well i was like how about keto because i have heard this that keto like helps out with diabetes and the insulin and things like that they're like well no you can't do that because it's not sustainable um and you can't have salt because the sodium impacts my blood sugars and i'm just like okay they were like try the, the mediterranean and i'm just like but carbs impact diabetes so why would i eat carbs not saying that i can't have any but it's high in carbs so they're so quick to just like brush you off with everything and it's sad that we pay so much money and they don't listen to us because I have done some research. I'm just like you, like I research and I research doctors only can charge for 15 minutes of a consultation. And after that, if they're, if, if you have multiple questions, they can only address that one situation that you came in for and they're not thorough. So it, it's sad, especially for, for women like us that are trying to find an answer so we can go on with the next thing. Props to you for being a self-advocate because many don't talk and are persistent about that. The miscarriage runs in your family and, and so on and so forth. Like, how, how did you feel besides scared? Is this a joke? Right. I remember the first person I told was actually who lives on the East Coast. And it was like six o'clock or it was really early in the morning for, you know, for West Coast time. Right. And I said, and I texted her, I was like, uh, and I sent her a picture of the pregnancy test. And she was like, uh, and I said, I'm going to go get some more tests. <laughs> what is going on? And it's funny. Cause I'll tell you, I haven't really shared about how it happened, but like I got the one test and then I went to a, do a different dollar store. Cause I had like a random dollar tree test. Yeah, right? They work. They, they work. work. <laughs> so then I went to another one and I grabbed a couple more. And then I went to Walmart as soon as I, cause I needed to get prenatals. Cause, um, one of my aunts, she was like one of the first persons I told 
And I said, she's like, go get prenatals. I was like, well, I'm already going over there to get some more tests to get like the actual clear blue test. Yeah. Right. Well, when I did the clear blue, they never turned. And I was just like, okay, did I do something wrong? And then I did the the other, I think it's like the 99 cent only test and it turned out positive. And it wasn't like very light. I'm talking, it was dark, <laughs> like dark. And I was like, okay. So then I called my aunt and at that time. I knew this information I hadn't shared with no one. Okay. And she called me and I was about to go to breakfast with my mom. And I said, Hey, so, so I was like, auntie, I need you to come over today. Cause she lives here in Vegas. And okay. let me tell you a thing about God works and divine timing that weekend. I found I found out November 1st, my parents moved from California to Nevada <laughs> weekend. Cause I was out here by myself for a, while, a couple months and then they decided to move to Nevada, Las Vegas with me. And that weekend they moved to Nevada and I found out that same weekend. So my aunt came over and I said, auntie, I need like, can you come over? I need you. I, I like, I don't have anyone else here right now. Like, I don't, I don't want to tell my mom right quite yet. I showed her a test and I was like, I don't know why this one hasn't turned. And I kid you not, we flipped the test regularly. She's like, I don't know why. And then you can see the pee come down the stick. And then it turned positive right in my hands. And I was like, she looks at me, she's like, well, you're pregnant. I don't know how many <laughs> more tests you need. But I think it was just like countertop of pregnancy test. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, it was more of shock than anything. Like I couldn't believe I was like, is this really happening? I never thought this was going to happen for me. I'm a single mom now, and but I'm okay. Like, I, you know, I was joked around with my, my family. I was like, I will pay the thousand dollars to self inseminate myself. Right. Like I can do, I'm a strong independent woman. I will do this. <laughs> my own right and then my aunt one of my different aunts she's like well it looks like you just saved yourself a thousand dollars and I was like yes I did (laughs) (laughs) you know I ended up telling my mom and it was just shocked because it was a very sensitive subject at the time because in July so remember this is November in July my sister suffered an epictopic pregnancy um so the the pregnancy was still like pregnancy topic was still a sore subject Yes. It was more of like, do I tell people, do I keep this to myself? Like I want it to be celebrated, but I don't want to be mean. I don't want her to think that I did this intentionally when I didn't, but she knew like, I thought I was never going to have kids. You know, she knew that conversation. And then, you know, now, you know, after a little rough patch, we finally got into the point, like everyone's excited, right? Cause this is the first, you know, grandbaby in my family. Um, this is the first, besides, you know, the fur grandbabies, right? The dogs and yeah. the cats and the fur yeah. grandbabies, first human one. And, you know, luckily her and my mom are planning my baby shower, but it was just like that moment of shock and then nervousness. And then having people tell you, don't get too attached because you never know what's going to happen. And I think that was the hardest thing was trying to connect. Like I'm actually going to be a mom. And I feel like still, sometimes it still gets me like, you know, I'm in my third trimester officially now. And I'm like, Okay. She's not here in 12 weeks. I was like, are you That's gonna fly by? Right? How did it go from November to you know finding out around five weeks? I was five weeks pregnant. And I was just like, how is it from that to now feeling her kick all the time? I didn't think it really hit me until I felt her kick. And I didn't think it was kicks at first. You know, I know you all moms can like relate. Butterfly, like, yeah. It wasn't even flutters for me. It felt like muscle spasms. It just felt like my muscles were just spasming. And I'm like, is this it? And I felt it in 18, but I didn't think of it. And it wasn't until 19 weeks when I was like, mom, I think I feel her kick. 
And I think it was like a week or two later, I had put my hand on my stomach and I felt her kick it. And I was like, I like, I just cried. And I called my mom and she's like, why are you crying? Because I was like, I think I just felt her kick. And I was like, she's like, it feels real now, huh? And I was like, just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just let me live in my moment. (laughs) But now, you know, is kicking hard enough to that they can finally feel it so it feels a little real for everyone because it's just I don't know it's, I feel like I'm in a dream to be honest like to be pregnant and I think it was just of timing and I heard a, um, a quote this weekend because I attended a personal development seminar mm-hmm. and they said God's delays does not mean God's denials right and so and I was like okay so everything that I had to endure in life you know toxic relationships from two different abusive men you know, they were both abuses in different ways, um, like physical, financial, emotionally, you know, intimate abuse, right? And it to get from there, and then I, you know, I had got my bachelor's, and then I finished my master's, and then now to be living my best life here in Vegas, owning my own business, I work from home full time, firing other women and men, right? I help men as well with ketogenic, but like for now, just sitting here, I was like, wow, I literally, God's timing was you have to finish school. You have to have your own place and then I will bless you with it. Right. And I was just like, okay, obviously by the age of 29 is when I'm going to have my first one. Of course I want more, but at least I know I just have like my little mini me on the way and I can't wait. Like, I can't wait for the sassiness. I can't wait for the attitude. I'm like, (laughs) like, who you, do you know who you messing with? I'm the queen of the sassy type. <laughs> right? You can't run me down because I've already put all the books. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I mean, I totally wish you the, the best in this journey. And it's a, a journey that every single mom has a different one. Not one is the same. And it's a journey where you cry, you laugh, you, you love... Un- like I never experienced this type of love ever, ever as a first time mom, you know, having a little baby. So I can't wait to see all your stories that you're going to be posting about this sweet little girl. So uh-oh. being pregnant, having this PCOS, going through this whole journey, tough relationship, and then keto with that. And you're hearing all these negative things, especially now that you're pregnant, like you can't continue doing keto. What advice do you have for women that are pregnant that have been in keto and now they're like, well, I can't do it anymore. What advice do you have for them? Self-advocate. I lead with education. Um, like I tell them, I'm like, yes, you can. I said, we're just going back to our primitive state. If you think about it, you know, in regards to keto, keto has been around since we've all been around, like since the caveman if you think about cavemen what were they hunters and gatherers if they didn't catch their food they were not eating aka if you think about it, it's intermittent fasting we <laughs> 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 didn't eat that day right um it's like we didn't have bread when we were cavemen we didn't have sugar when we were cavemen everything was caught but it wasn't until you know the standard american diet was created that is where bread and stuff came in and i tell people like how is having healthy fats which nuts, oils, like meat, how is that not healthy? And you're telling me that, uh, you know, having a bagel that has like a hundred grams of carbs 
is healthy versus having low carb yogurt and berries. And that's not healthy. It's like twisted, right? So I always tell people, be your own advocate. Just because your doctor says it's not healthy does not mean they are just probably not educated enough to stand behind it because there's so many doctors who are doing their research right now in regards to keto, low-carb pregnancy, in regards to PCOS, in regards to how ketogenic lifestyles are changing the health field, right? And I always, you know, I always, my mindset is, is like, of course, doctors want you to eat high carbs and sugar, because if you think about it, carbs and sugar feeds a lot of the illnesses that we go through, cancer, strokes. So they, of course, they want to keep us sick. Why? Because they make money off of us. But that is just medication. Yeah, it's true. That's just my mindset is like, so that's why they, they really don't want you to do keto because okay, you're going to get healthy. And I've seen, you know, in regards to you, I've seen so many people who were diabetic, get control of their diabetes or reverse it if they were type two, right? Why? Because you're not feeding the diabetes, all this carbs and sugar, where you have to take insulin versus you're, you're getting more control of it. And it's all about, like I said, just lead with education. You can find all the medical journals to see that babies are born in ketosis and seeing the research being done. It's just, you have to be willing, like, don't take no for an answer. I actually fired my OB because I told her I didn't want to do the regular glucose test because it's filled with toxics. And why do I have to drink a thing full of sugar when I don't really eat sugar? And I said, you're, and she was like, no, you have to. And she kind of mocked me when I had that conversation with her. She's like, it doesn't have toxins, toxin, blah, blah, blah. And I said, so I went and found a midwife and I had that conversation with her. And I said, here, I don't want to do the glucose test. She's like, well, you need to know gestational. I said, I will do the glucose test, but I do know because I've done the research that I can actually do grape juice. I know that I can do organic jelly beans if I needed to. I know I can have some oatmeal right before. I know there's other alternatives to taking that. So she's like, okay, I've never really had that experience. Let me go talk to other midwives and see what they've done. Come to find out, I just did grape juice. And it's funny when I did my glucose test, the lady was like, oh, I'm going to go get your drink. And I was like, nah, I already discussed. We already have grape juice. You have five minutes to drink that. I said, bet I did in 30 seconds. I chugged it. I was like, it's just missing vodka. No, (laughs) 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 don't worry, you guys. I don't drink alcohol. Okay. (laughs) And then there was someone else doing the glucose at the same time. And she was struggling to do it. And I was just like, this is, that's horrible. Like, but again, people are like, I didn't know you could do it. I was like, yeah, because you didn't advocate for yourself. You didn't do the research. There's a lot of things during pregnancy you don't have to do. And there's other alternatives if you actually did the research. And that's all that I've done. And my mom is like, as long as you keep yourself healthy and as long as that baby's healthy, whatever you want. That's all that matters. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, it's your child. And that's the one thing I, I really appreciate about my mom is like, she's just been it's your baby. It's your baby. And she already knows, like, I'm going to do the research. I'm already going to think about it. I'm, you know, I'll be like, Hey mom, I'm kind of thinking about this. And she'll listen. And she's like, it's your baby. Right. But again, my biggest tip is self advocate. If you're not happy with your current doctor, he's not, he or she is not the only doctor in the world. Go find a doctor who is actually understands PCOS, who understands keto, right? Cause there's doctors out there who actually are educated. You just, you, you are just willing to give up so quickly. And that's my, probably my biggest advice. Yeah, it, it's true. Um, cause that, that kind of reminds me also, cause I was diagnosed with gestational diabetes and I had to go to a gestational diabetes doctor and I will go there and they're like, well, now you have to take these insulin shots. 
And I, I was so fed up with taking these shots, pricking my fingers. One day I was like, you guys keep increasing my insulin shots. Why is that? Just because I was like, what exactly the money behind it all. And I stopped taking those insulin shots. It was two months before I had to give like birth. And I was like, it is what it is. I can't, I can't do that. Cause you can't even give me a definite answer of why you're increasing my insulin shots. It's because you want me here every week and charging me up the wazoo with a bunch of money when I should be saving that for my child in the first place. Funny is when you do gestational diabetes, guess what lifestyle they tell you to do while you're pregnant? Low carb, keto. low carb. When you have GD, they tell you do keto low carb. And I'm like, well, if you would have done that from the jump, you know, instead of saying it's not healthy, but all of a sudden you have GD and now you're telling me to do it. I thought it was unhealthy. Right. And I actually had a girlfriend who just gave birth and she was kind of like borderline it and she didn't have to do any of that insulin stuff why because she was doing keto she kept herself in a state of ketosis the whole time and I was like oh that's interesting and you know for me like taking these supplements and I'm like hmm. and I asked her I said hey because you know what happens during labor is they they keep get you so exhausted and you know you're hungry and you're tired and then what yes. happens being tired and hungry ends up giving you weak and then what happens you're forced to do a c-section so i asked her i said hey did you i said were you able to drink your your ketones your ketones packets and electrolytes she's like yeah they let me they kept bringing me water and i said say less i said i'm gonna bring a whole pack like a whole, <laughs> a whole bunch of electrolytes like because i'm like that's the reason. Granted, I don't want to do a hospital. I'm actually wanting to do a birthing facility and waiting for it to open. I want to do a water birth. But worst case scenario, my midwife, if I have to do the hospital, the, the hospital that she attached to actually has a bathtub so that I can do some of my labor in the bath. The bathtub. The bathtub will relax you and help you not have to like stress out. Right. And mm -hmm. so I was like, say less. Like I will drink my ketones. I'm going to, you know, drink my electrolytes why to make sure i'm staying up to par where i don't have to do a c-section unless it's medically needed that my life is at risk that i need a c-section oh other than that i want to do a water birth i want to do as natural as possible so and again my mom's like show baby you want to do it like go go ahead and you know a lot of times things are changed right and a lot of research has changed about i was like it's so different you know from when you did it like when i had you which is, you know, almost 30 years ago to now when you're having a baby, she's like, everything's so different. Like we couldn't get our nails done. Couldn't get your hair did. You yeah. couldn't have seafood. You couldn't do X, Y, Z. And now it's like, yeah, you can do all these things. So it's just, it's just crazy how the, from 30 years, how much the research and education has, you know, come to fruition. Going to continue on um, evolving and hopefully all for the better and more for holistic approach. Cause I, I, I hate medications. I hate them. I, I do not like them at all. I despise them completely. What advice also do you have for besides like, you know, being pregnant, dealing with PCOS and, and being in keto, what do you, what advice do you have? for women dealing with PCOS that are not pregnant or might be experiencing some of the symptoms that you mentioned, like what you do. I know self-advocacy is 100% the thing that we want to do, but what can we take into our own hands if nobody else is listening to us? Nutrition, you know, they say we lose weight and it's, or, you know, even if you're not obese, but it's nutrition, right? Food is fuel. Food should not be used as feeding your emotions. 
And a lot of things is food is, you know, if you're depressed, you'll eat a whole thing of ice cream. If you're so, so if you're anxious, if you're stressed out, you'll use food as an emo- coping mechanism. And to me, it's like telling this, you know, I, we call ourselves sisters because we all have cyst in a sense. So sisterhood. And, um, you know, we tell the sisters, it's like, I see so many times in like the, the PCOS groups and they're like, oh, I just found out I have PCOS. I, this is the end of the world. I'm so devastated. And I'm like, it's not a death sentence. You can actually reverse it or get it under control. How? If you educate yourself on what PCOS is, what are some of the symptoms? What are some of the things that you have to do? And a lot of times they're so against having keto or low carb. And I'm like, our bodies should not like be using carbs and sugar. But so many times people are so afraid of keto because they're like, oh, so little carbs. You're getting your carbs from vegetables. So you're telling me eating vegetables is bad versus it's okay to have a, a bagel or bread or waffles, right? Like you can still make anything keto. I have, you know, one of the girls that I've helped on her health and fitness journey, you know, she's a Latina. She lost a hundred and I think she's on day like 230 already. She lost 108 pounds and she still has been able to lose the weight and make all her, you know, Mexican food keto because it's just knowing what to swap. Like I can still have waffles. I can still have pancakes. I can still make donuts. Anything that I want, I can make keto fight. It's just all about being educated in regards to what to eat. And that's the biggest thing is a lot of times doctors are like, just count your calories, right? But you're, if you're still eating 200 grams of carbs a day, how is that going to benefit you? Right. But you're saying you're struggling with energy all the time. How is having carbs that literally, if you think my, my, one of the examples I give is Thanksgiving. What happens on Thanksgiving? Oh, you want your, your turkey pants on (laughs) because you feel exhausted after eating all of that. Exactly. Why? Because you just ate a whole bunch of carbs and sugar and now you need a nap nap, right? You get your best nap and then you go for round two and then you need another nap, but your body shouldn't be acting like that every single day. Our body needs food as fuel. And when you use healthy fats and, you know, low carb and you limit your sugar, you're going to notice your brain's actually going to work. You're going to have energy. You're going to feel better. You're not going to feel bloated all the time. You're not going to feel like you can't have a regular diet poop in a sense. (laughs) Like you're going to feel just overall healthy. So my biggest thing for, you know, people who are just finding out or who's dealing this is be your own advocate. Because if your doctor is just trying to feed you medicine and pills and not really get to the core, nutrition, there's so many doctors out there, even holistic doctors, their first thing is how to heal you holistically. And it's nutrition. They look at your nutrition and see what you're eating. And then they'll go to a more holistic route. So that is like my biggest tip. And also mindset. It's not a death sentence. It's not. It's just, you have to accept it. Like, okay, now this is, I have this. Now I need to go do this. And like I told you, when I found out I had PCOS and I had to do, and I realized I was going to commit to keto, I had no other choice. People were like, well, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I have no other choice. Like if I want to lose weight and I want to be healthy and I want to heal my organs and I want to have energy, I have no other choice because when I eat like crap, my anxiety's up, my depression's up. I'm tired all the time. When I eat on point, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, it's definitely a a mental thing. And I feel women need to, and and men too, like, you know, depression is not just a woman thing. I think we're just a little bit more vocal than men are when it comes to this. 
we need to work on our mentality first in order for everything else to get aligned. Because if you're not here strong, then the negative words from everybody else of what you're saying, it, you won't be able to push them to the side. Um, so I, I, I agree with you. And I feel like a lot of people ask me, like, you know, a common question people ask me all the time is like, Christina, how have you been able to like, go from all that toxicity and heartache and being rock bottom to now literally being your happiest and healthiest and being pregnant. And it's just personal development, reading books, because a lot of times us females will sit on Netflix and binge all the dramas and then they're still depressed and not happy and have no confidence. And it's like, I don't watch TV. I don't, I have a TV. And occasionally I think my dog watch more TV than I do. (laughs) right because if I leave I'll put the tv on but the reason is is like because that doesn't help me right when I hit rock bottom I thought my life was over right I didn't want to go but the only way when you hit rock bottom the only way the way to go is up and it's just focusing on the mindset like fitness health and fitness is just not about losing weight it's not about toning it's not it's about a whole body transformation it's a mindset transformation so a lot of people when they tell me is like oh um i'm just always depressed and i was like why are you allowing yourself to stay in that depressive state like one of the things that i learned this weekend for my training um i did a training with jessica mcclendon III, who was like stage bffs with tony robbins um and he says when you you need to change your peak state you have to pivot your emotions So if you're feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, he said, raise your eyebrows, smile, get up and shake that ass. And he's like, by doing that, you know, or if you're driving and you're starting to feel that, raise your eyebrows, smile and dance in your seat, right? Because you're like, you're that 1% pivot literally just rear, like redirects your focus. And I was like, that was super powerful. Right. Because, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard this where it's like, why be moody, shake your booty. Like, it's true. Like why be in a, an upset moody state when just play some music and dance it off because you're changing that you're redirecting the emotions, you're changing your emotions. So if someone's like feeling like that's like read books, listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, right? Go change your, if you're driving to work, instead of listening to music, Instead of going from holy to hood, from your, from house, (laughs) right? Listen to a podcast that's going to change your life. That's going to inspire you more from going shit. Like listen to like holy Christian music to like Cardi B hood music. Like YG, right? Bust it. Like I'm busting it. (laughs) Like, I mean, I'll be holy and hood at the same time. But at the same time, it's like, I feel more better by listening to a podcast that's going to teach me or redirect my mindset. And I think that's the biggest thing is my transformation hasn't just been physical. It's been emotionally, it's been mentally, it's been financially. And, you know, when people follow me on social media, they're like, I've been following you for years. And I literally will tell them. And I don't know if I told you this. And I was like, I literally would tell them, how long have you been following me? Breakup number one, breakup number two, or are you kind of like, since I moved to Vegas? Because if they tell me breakup number one, and I'm like, oh, you've been here a minute. (laughs) <laughs> to my reality show right <laughs> I was like you a trooper you've been here through everything and that's funny because I do have people who literally been following my journey since 2011 and they've seen me grow up they've seen all the heartache they see me trans and they're like they're like I don't know how you do it and I'm like God and personal development and focusing on myself because you can only focus on what you can control I can't control what other people do around me, but I can control if I stay in that environment, I can remove myself from those toxicity, right? I can focus on putting positivity in my head. I can focus up showing up to work out. Like it's hard working out pregnant. 
right? It is. But if I can still go on a walk every day, I, I don't feel guilty. Like if that, if all I want to do is just walk, then I'm just going to walk. Like I was telling you this morning, I took my dog to the dog park and while he's running mm -hmm. around, I'm making sure I'm walking while following him instead of just sitting down like everyone else and just watching a dog from afar. I'm like getting my steps in because yeah. that's how I'm getting my energy. And so it's just being mindful about everything, being mindful about what I'm feeding myself in my mouth, being mindful what I'm feeding myself in, into my brain and everything else. Yeah. It's, it's so funny that you mentioned that because this morning on the moms and margaritas Instagram, I made a checklist, like your Monday checklist, coffee, positive mindset. And I think uh, the last one said was smile. And smiling was the most important one that I said, this is the one that you have to do. And then comment below on, on how you feel after you smile during a stressful situation. And as soon as I I posted that, some things like commotions happen within the house, and I'm washing the dishes. And I'm like, I'm not gonna let it. And I, I felt like a psychopath <laughs> smiling and mm -hmm. would to reverse the reaction and, and smiling reduces dopamine and these um all, all these little chemicals within your body to help change that mood. I, I drank the coffee and I worked out. Instead, usually I will go and, and be an emotional binge eater and, and just eat. There's like a Danish staring at my face over there still in the kitchen. And I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. And it's all that mental um, thing that you've been talking about. You're 100% on that. So um, time is coming to an end. But one last, some encouraging words that you want to leave the audience with um, today, our listeners, like, now that you, you think back to adversity and everything that you've been through, like, what are those encouraging words you want to leave? Everything is temporary, right? Just because it's happening to you doesn't mean that God didn't place it in for you to happen for you, right? We all have to, everything that we have done in our life has led us to this road, right? I had to go through all the adversity and all the struggles and learning lessons to get to this point, but I would a hundred percent go through all that just so I can experience motherhood, right? This has been like the icing on the cake. And so if someone's listening and they just feel like, why is life happening, always happening to me? No, it's happening for you. God is just redirecting you to where you need to be. So just literally what lesson are you need to learn right now to get to the next step? And it's just mindset. That's probably my biggest tip. Amen to that. So remember guys, smile on that anniversary everything that you're happy that's going through right now it's temporary it's not permanent things are going to change um and you have to go with the changes it's all what you think and what you want to manifest at the end of the day and how you see that so smile through those tough situations stressful situations and if you ever want some positivity go follow on <laughs> christina on instagram with dole whip and keto right or am no, I saying that? Dole whips with an S underscore and underscore underscore dumbbells. Yes. So you got that, guys. Follow her on Instagram. You want to give your TikTok or any of the other social media platforms where they could find you. Um, so I'm on Clubhouse the same way. I think it's Pineapple Babe. I think that's my name. Uh TikTok is the same thing as my Instagram. It's dole whips underscore and dumbbells. Uh, Facebook is Christina Amasquita. 
Um, and I have a keto accountability group. And if you just find me on Instagram and message me and let me know, like I'll add it to the group. Awesome. Perfect. So you know where to find her. If you ever have any questions or of the program that she's in, always just say her hair up. She's very responsive. I'm attest to that. <laughs> um, well, thank you for listening today. It's been a pleasure and see you guys on the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,